Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. The year is 2015. <laughs> oh, what's that, Kyle? Iconic. <sighs> Run away with me from emotion. Carly Raymaculate Jepsa Legend. <laughs> oh, how do you spell that? <laughs> That's her birth name. <laughs> Um, yeah, that, that, the best album of 2015 right there. The gays did a uh, bit too much with the, the memification and then it got annoying, but it's still, that was a, a personal album. attack. That, <laughs> not you specifically. Oh, Every one of yours The gays did too much, AKA <laughs> all of my vines. No, yours were good. I feel like people shaped their Twitter <laughs> personalities around it a bit. Well, you know, that was then. That was then. This is now. <laughs> um, anyway, Madonna and Janet Jackson both returned to teach the children a thing or two about being an unbreakable, unalopagetic bitch with Rebel Heart and Unbreakable. Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two legends, two icons, legends only. Both had comeback albums in 2015. Speaking of revolutionary <laughs> comeback albums this year from actual artists, Hilary Duff mm-hmm. released Breathe In, Breathe Out. Sparks. Yeah. If it doesn't sparks joy. Then <laughs> <laughs> Marie Kondo. <laughs> Turn the lights down low and throw it the fuck throw out of it. your apartment. <laughs> um, okay, now, I know people say my impact a lot. They're like, oh my God, my impact. Yeah. And I very rarely am like actually serious when I say, oh my God, my impact. However, my impact <laughs> this year. So if what? you are not aware, Hillary Duff released the music video for Sparks and it is 90% a commercial for Tinder. Tinder, right. And I commented, and I quote, please release a non-Tinder version, my queen. And it is still the top liked comment on the video <laughs> with over a thousand thumbs up on it. And a week later, we got Sparks, the fan, fan demanded, demanded version. The T. Kyle demanded version. Literally, my impact. So you are saying you are solely responsible for the fan demanded Sparks edit? Yeah, I like, believe it. Not only like the, why they put fan demanded in I, the title that made it very iconic. <laughs> it's frankly, kind of epic. <laughs> so um, that just I really feel like I. Moved this, the oh, is this an acceptance top, speech? Yeah, it is. <laughs> I would like. Well, no, breathe in, breathe out, flopped. So like, right? Well, top five enough. Top five debut. I mean, that's, oh, that's not true. bad at all. Yeah. That album is so good. Confetti, My Kind. Confetti. Confetti. <laughs> my Kind, all the way. That is a gay explosion. <clears throat> Marina, the artist formerly known as Marina and the Diamonds, ditched the pop star sheen and birthed her fruit this year with fruit. <laughs> uh, um, You're... I haven't checked that box of the food pyramid yet. <laughs> Well, when you get to it. I was a pre-Madonna girl, if Yeah, you will. yeah, we all were. Bubblegum bitch. Wow, what a year for music. 
Do you have anything else? Actually, I do. I just I could talk about breathe in, breathe out. If we want to do a you track d- by track review, we, we can just we get could started. Kickstart twenty years of Duff, which at this point is fan demanded. It kind of is. <laughs> I'm uh, ready for it. I could do it right now in this episode. Does she have twenty years? Uh, maybe. Well, we'll start recording. I never it. watched Lizzie McGuire though. Me either. So I'm a fake fan, right. In that respect, same. Um, my other one was just uh, that Selena Gomez Marising released revival in 2015 the album that partially inspired glory because it was justin trancer who now we know is the executive producer of b10 so uh let's just hope it's not a selena gomez reject album was that her second album this was her second solo yeah and she was already calling it revival that's tragic (laughs) (laughs) it was her yeah it was uh her rising up it was her lotus reinvention to be fair good for you is just love me like just love me um snatched. i'm unplugging your mic right now one second here <laughs> brad's getting disconnected bye guys it's been a great time it's been great <laughs> um we're just gonna cross our fingers that justin has a vision that is not a selena gomez album <laughs> i i just no i'm just speechless because i don't it's I, it's not gonna happen so i well, mean <laughs> not, i'm i've Sub, I've what's the word I've um surrendered to the gods I've surrendered that it's over <laughs> yeah so anyway <laughs> but you know it's not over this podcast domination so. oh wait that's over too <laughs> um this podcast will live on this podcast still has a couple more years to go <laughs> so let's get started and jump into 2015 Hey, I'm T. Kyle. Hey, I'm Bradley Stern. This, this is, is our, our new brand. <laughs> yeah, no, no that's that's not gonna work. Hey, I'm T. Kyle, and I'm Bradley Stern, and this is It's Britney, bitch, a podcast for stands by stands, dedicated to 20 years of the living legend Britney Jean Spears. Okay, so the year kicks off with, um, you know, this mask event called the Super Bowl, which I only watch when, you know, Queens of Pop perform at the halftime special. Right. Which is difficult to get. Not everyone has that. No. Um, Some are forgettable. (laughs) But, you know, most are iconic, like Britney Mm -hmm. and her commercials. And um, that was discussed in 2004. It was. For history lesson for all you gays out there. Yeah. In the middle of the Super Bowl, which, why were we even watching this? Uh who was performing? I, 2015. Because I remember seeing this live, and I'm like, right. why was I watching it? Uh, 2015 Super Bowl. It might have been... Oh, it was Katy Perry. Oh, that's why we were watching. <gasps> okay. Oh, okay. We just... I mean, we're mild Katy cats. We're, well... Meow. Um, <laughs> some of us, maybe. So, we were watching for Katy. Hey, it's me, Katy. Kathy was performing on a giant lion... By the way, she fucking did that. She did do that. She really did that. It's a hard gig. I don't wish it upon anyone. It's the production like, of that ugh. was phenomenal, and it was flawlessly executed. Mm-hmm. That lion that she came out on. Yeah. And it walks properly, which certain people's <laughs> props don't. Even. Not everybody's robots do that. She really fucking did that. But anyway, we're watching, and Missy did that too. Oh, that yeah. That was so good. Yeah, that was also like heartbreaking of all the new Twitter babies asking who she was. Oh, Remember that? That was like oh, signs of being ancient. And um, Left Shark. Left Shark was literally serving better choreo than domination. Well, yep. Rehearsals. <laughs> <laughs> One arm flap. Work it out. Left Shark it was out. set Work to be. Out. Oh my God. <laughs> Work it out. He literally was work, bitch. 
Um, so we're watching the Super Bowl, and all of a sudden, there's a Britney commercial in the middle of it. Yeah. <laughs> it lasts 11 seconds, I want to say. I think so. She's applying things to her face. We don't, Band-Aids. We don't play sports. We don't know what that is. It's a... Uh, no, no, she's like... She's got like... They're uh, like those stickers with the... Gaze. Or is it just... Figuring out sports. Yeah. <laughs> podcast. That makes no sense. Um. Well, son... Football... Like what? What is the point of this? Eye black is a grease applied under the eyes to reduce glare, often to mitigate the effects of bright sunlight or stadium floodlights. Okay, all right. Well, that sure <clears throat> she needs to s- prevent the glare from the bottles of fantasy that are on right. the table yeah. in front of her, and we get our first live vocal from her in years. In years. Oh. Well, the first part was her. Right. And actually, <laughs> the like key change of it, I'm like, did they auto-tune that? Because uh, it's like... Yeah. Uh, uh, well, you know, we're in an era of uh, vocal contributions from other singers. It just was reminding us of Britney Jean. Yeah, it was a Britney Jean Super Bowl It really was. Commercial. It was the, the high note and passenger <laughs> that they just put in the commercial. And it says, Britney Spears is ready. Are you... Cue complete meltdowns. Britney's performing Super Bowl 2016. Britney is doing a medley at whatever award show. New album. She's Everything. coming. She's ready. Live vocals. Snatching your faves. It was just for like, I don't actually even know what it was. No. Hashtag Super Bowl rally. To this day. Uh, yeah. That has never been explained. Ever. No. I think it was a favor of some sort, as th- these things usually are. Don't know. Don't. Didn't know she sang. Didn't know. (laughs) Quite literally in that um, commercial. Well, yeah, so that's unexplained. So if there's anyone out there who knows what the hell that was for. I feel. Please let us know because uh, we're still waiting. (laughs) So anyway, that happens. And then in March, we actually, this year's pretty active. Oh, very active. Extremely active. In March, she does the cover of Billboard for Vegas promo. Right. Because that is still happening this year. Oh, it's happening forever. Uh, was happening, <laughs> was happening forever. For- God, I really keep forgetting. So It's over. Um, I yeah. love this cover. This is a good cover in front of the Britney elevators, mm-hmm. which any fan who's gone has taken a selfie in front of. Yep, so she's giving fun. us like conservative mommy a little bit, <laughs> right. but like sexy because she, she does take the pantsuit off. Yes, she's like business executive sexy mommy. Mm-hmm conservative mommy knee yeah yeah they really totally like play up the numbers you know that she was changing the face of vegas nightlife Mm -hmm. saying that you know she reinvigorated what you know the scene was there and lo and behold we've got um we sure got a lot of girls coming to vegas now don't we we do and um the stan is gonna jump out here for a second Uh uh-oh so when britney went to vegas and announced this whole Vegas thing. Oh, there was did a lot people of talk. say something? There was a lot of talk in the Stan world. <laughs> and the, the running joke was that Britney, or it was in Stan talk. I, f- I feel like you guys will understand now. Yeah. Knee was going to Vegas to rot. Yes. Like knee is rotting in rotting Vegas. Rotting in Vegas. She, that was like the running joke. Our faves are on the charts. Knee is rotting in Vegas. Right. Well, what's today's date? <laughs> January 2019. Oh, I'm sorry. Let, let me check how many of your faves have since had sloppy seconds on the stage that Britney started in, that they renovated for Piece of Me, and Not then they let your that. fave 
fill in for her during her off weeks. I'm not going to name names. Should I name names? Uh, just name them. JLo, <laughs> Avril, the Backstreet Boys, Lionel Richie. Wait, Avril? Yeah, she, she had a couple dates there. Oh. Oh, I was. I came ready to drag the other girls today. Oh my God. Enigma. But she had Lyme disease. Gwen Stefani. <laughs> that has nothing to do with it. Gwen Stefani. Yep, that's true. That's no excuse. No, it's not. <laughs> Who else? I'm Backstreet. Not going to come from Mariah. Mariah's no, be, a but also I feel like maybe Mariah was there already. No, really, no. Oh, it was literally just Britney changed yeah. and like brought in this new. Actually, no. Let's okay. The stand has to sit down for a second. <laughs> it was the EDM movement that started it. Yes, Cascade, because it was like, every DJ had yeah. So the DJs there. and the nightclubs kind yeah. of started it, and then Britney was the first of the pop girls, right, to sort of show that you could do this. And, and then everyone else. Vegas. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, I just had to get that pent up. You know. It seems pointed. They said she was rotting in Vegas. And you just wait until next year. She fucking comes out. Was, the legend jumps out in 2016. She was not rotting anywhere. No. She was. Um, wow. I felt that. <laughs> uh, it was, yeah. You were mad too, though. I feel like. Oh, we yeah. Were, because we um, we specifically dragged Little Monsters who all said that. Oh, my. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it was very pointed. See you at MGM then. Park. I, although now we have this awkward moment where our show got canceled. But you know what? But that's uh, five years after yeah, that she already paved. Exactly. She started paved the, the way. She got tired of it. Yeah. She let she the lessers started the trend. Yeah. I um, feel like I had one more thing to say. What uh, else? Did I, there was one more thing I wanted to say. What about was it? Brittany rotting in Vegas? She wasn't rotting in Vegas. I know. <laughs> she was flourishing <laughs> in the desert. Um, um, sorry, that was very early on for me to get so heated, but yeah, there were just several points that I felt needed to be made. She made some points. She did. And now she I did. never want to hear it again. Right. So don't ever come for Brittany in Vegas again. Well, you don't have to because she's not there. <laughs> <laughs> That's correct. So at the same time, she also says, spoiler alert. So Iggy is teasing a song since literally December 2014 because she's breaking the almighty rule, which is don't fucking hype things, don't talk about things this far in advance because it gets messy. No one has she, ever learned. Iggy talks all the time, though. And I think she's gotten better. But like at the beginning of her career, she just Twitter fighting with Papa John, fighting with everyone. Yeah. So Britney was no exception. So anyway, she's already teasing that something's coming for 30 years ahead of time. But in this Billboard article, Larry says that her focus is singles and they're not really thinking about an album, which causes a slight meltdown. But, you know, it's not not a bad game plan. And so that's basically what they were going to do in order to reinvigorate the show a little bit is have, which is what they should have did for Domination, is have a song ideally in the charts or just on radio, something. Some sign of life. Remixed, reimagined, still pretty. Still. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I guess we can get into uh, Pretty Girls, her best single. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so the song drops. Now. I mean, the song, and we cannot emphasize enough, the song drops after months of teasers, wrong facts, people claiming it's called Bliss. Like, do you remember that? It was like, there were so many rumors started by many different people. Who? <laughs> Did you, was it you? Did you post some Instagram no, thing again? No, not me this time. P-R-T-T-I-E. <laughs> yeah, I should. On oh Instagram. 
I should have done it spelled wrong. No, I was not teasing the song really at all, except I did know. Anyway, I knew things, but I didn't want to risk the backlash and all that shit. And then finally, like they confirm it in a People magazine story with her and the kids mm-hmm. and Charlie Ebersol. Yeah. Oh, that's right. The new man. So we get a new man for about three days. He was kind of hot. He was kind of hot. He was the one who had big hands. I remember there was like, because there was something. <laughs> Tiny hands. <laughs> I, that's, that's not him. not you. <laughs> he also is kind of like, rich. not kind of, he is successful and rich. And what was his And a little bit again? of a bitch. <gasps> oh my God. A little I'm monster out. jumped out. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> anyway. So we can just say that he was a TV and film producer. He had money. They start dating maybe at the beginning of the year or end of 2014. Yeah, he was a pretty quick boyfriend. He was. and But got, he did make the People magazine spread, I he believe. He did. Yeah. And he also got dragged in <laughs> Vegas after they broke up. In Which, another iconic quote. Nick frankly can suck my fucking toe. But girls, I love you. Oh my God, you're beautiful. Taylor Swift might write songs. Britney will just talk about you during the one minute she has a live mic during Peace of Me. <laughs> Which is honestly more unique and special. It really is. Yeah, she uh, does her dragging. Uh, she says, um, it's a mysterious dragging. She says, being single for a year is very profound. Okay. There are layers to this. Suck My Toe becomes a bit of a thing with the fans. It becomes a t-shirt. Definitely a t-shirt. And uh, being single for a year, just again, illustrating how incapable she is of telling time because i she was dating this man at the beginning of the year (laughs) well when you're in vegas for 47 years right becomes well i couldn't well i should know and i anyway (laughs) she thinks her last boyfriend is a year ago we're fine with that we're just going with it so he's over he's canceled and uh never to be heard from again yep that's uh (laughs) that's story on that (laughs) so yeah and this people spread they announce pretty girls happening yeah they're just like yeah it's coming out in may that pretty much starts the era of pretty girls which to me 2015 is literally like that's all i think of in britney yes because it was so much (laughs) and just so flop (laughs) which actually no it wasn't Uh, well in what terms okay charts so the song the song drops yes what do you think well I like the song as a fun bop. It's kind of like the same way I felt about Ooh La La, though, where it was like childish. Yeah. It's just, yeah. In therapy, <laughs> a.k.a. recording this podcast, yes, we have discussed things where you've said fans take out their anger at the wrong person. Yes. I had um, some self-reflection. <clears throat> Who is that girl I see staring back back at me? And I said, I took it out on Iggy. I took it year. out on Iggy as well. Uh, I dragged the video. I dragged the song. And I really was just mad 
that Britney was not coming back with a good solo moment that was fierce. I felt it was campy. I have to confess, the receipts are there. It was my number one most played on Spotify that year. So, like, I can't really say it was a flop. Right. Because I listened to it, like, nonstop. (laughs) But I felt like it was cheesy and kind of embarrassing in the terms of, like, general public. And I was mad, and I took it out on Iggy, (laughs) even though, like, Iggy's early stuff is fucking fierce. Like, Pussy is so fucking good. Mm -hmm. And her new one, Cream. Yep. Like, if Britney and Iggy did something now, and they did something in like that realm. Nasty Mommy. Yes. Like, yeah. if, if she dropped the conservative campy mommy. Yeah. And when cream, <laughs> pussy in your face, that in your place. Yeah. With Britney. Shaking. That would be, because I feel like Britney's much more like that now. She is. I this Pretty Girls came literally seconds before, as fans know, she snatched. She just... Became oh. a different legend in Vegas. Yeah. Like she got used to the stage yeah, and the air. Yeah, she fully snaps in 2016. Like she, the legend flies the fuck out. <clears throat> but this came literally right before that happened. Right. It was like the flopping and then the slaying. It it just. She literally was like a 40 year old Jojo Siwa. Oh. That was too far. Did I just really go too it far It might have been too right. <laughs> <laughs> like the thing is Jojo Siwa I, at 40 yeah smoking a pack a day yeah oh my god it i cannot unsee that wig the curly wig and the the leopard top no it's and all the photos from the the, video shoot the thing is i'm not even being body shaming it's just like the most unflattering thing she could ever wear like it didn't look good on her and the wig made her look awful and aged her well wasn't the curly not a wig Oh, was that just her natural? I think the curly was her actual hair. And then they added they added in extensions to make it long. And then she took them out in the middle of taping. And that's why in the video, she has like short bob and then like long hair in the beginning. Oh. Like she literally just was like, oh, continuity who? And just. Which she always rips does. the extensions out. I didn't know about that whole thing. Yeah. I don't know. But that's a, my least favorite Britney video look ever. Oh, Yeah. Like, actually, I'm thinking about it by far. There's no... But I do love in the beginning when she's sitting there with the sunglasses. Yes, the poolside. And the little remix they make at the end. The club, she looks... Boom, boom, boom. Girls, girls, girls. Yeah. I mean, I remember like really clawing for anything and being like, oh, she's killing it during this club scene, like with her half hair flip. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. She's back. The fire in her eyes. Brian Friedman, get back Uh, here. Tiger. (laughs) But uh, for the most part, I was mortified. Yeah, we can talk about the whole, the concept of Pretty Girls is basically, you know, Pretty Girls. And they are, it's a ripoff of Earth Girls Are Easy. And uh, they're just... Well, Iggy is sent down as an alien and uh, drops in the pool. Very like my prerogative. Yeah. Like the Walmart version of it. Right. And uh, they just go on an adventure. She dresses her up and they go out and about. The Jeep scene is like a sad crossroads homage of trekking around the city. And they have that dialogue moment. Oh. God, I'm just reliving it right now. Like, we can put in the audio of them talking. It's so bad. Hi, girls. Hey, B. Who 
who's the new hottie? Yeah, she looks like totally far out. She is. She's like totally from another planet. Totally. No way! This phone is totally broken. I can totally fix it for you. Fix it for me. Those are radical alien powers. Yeah. Let me call your friend. Okay. Totally. Hello, girls. We're like totally, like totally coming over right now. Let's go. I. It's worse than I remembered. It is. I will say, actually, Iggy is more annoying there. A thousand percent. She's so annoying in it. Which I dragged in. This is back when I was doing yeah. YouTube, but I got dragged by her f- fans. Oh, the Azaleans? Yeah. There was like three of them that had YouTube accounts and yep. dragged me. Um, yeah. And the thing, I do like, like the thing, the reason I think we like Iggy is like, she does have a sense of humor. So it's kind of weird that like it really fell flat here. It's just not it. It's not it at all. Nobody was asking for campy Britney. I think the reason why it flopped is because... Iggy, her like mixtapes and stuff are not PG mm-hmm. kids songs. I mean, there's a definition of like sellout. Like, yeah, if like Britney yeah. is not targeting. This is not kids bop in no. 2015. Like why? This is like a PG ooh la la Smurfs two yeah. song. Like what are you doing? Like what? Who are they marketing for this? That is what's very puzzling to me. It's like completely not in either of their realms. Really. No, like she's in Vegas doing a show for like. 20 30 year olds who are out there to like get drunk, get in drunk club, and she's like in and swimsuits blackout and, and hit on other webmasters from other wow. websites <laughs> <laughs> they're this not marketing to jojo siwa fans um <laughs> like, <laughs> it was just so weird it's like totally weird I, the whole valley girl thing all of it is just really painful and like we found it hard to stand at that oh, time we sure did and naturally, that was the time that I'm sent to the desert to meet her. But that we'll get to that. Literally, it couldn't be like worse timing. Part of why this was devastating, beyond it actually just being bad, is that they were doing interviews. I mean, Iggy was doing a lot of press. Britney did press when this came out. Yeah. I understand promoting it, but we're just getting very excited for it. Britney is saying some iconic things when it does drop. Looking back at it, I mean, we hated it in the moment. Mm-hmm. We admit that we hated it mm-hmm. in the moment. But now I feel like we can look back at all this stuff and it's so funny. Oh, it's in hysterical. Hindsight. In the press tour, Brittany made it abundantly clear that she does not know who Iggy Azalea is. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think she's Australian. She has an accent. She invited me to her house and I met her dog and we had, you know, salads and... Uh, She's she's a very sweet girl, and uh, we hit it off, and it was so much fun working with her. She is, I think she's from Australia, so she has an accent. Yeah, she has an accent. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she's, um, so, but she's funny. She's really cool. She was really nice, whoever she was. (laughs) We ate salad. (laughs) So, yeah, Brittany was giving all these interviews with these really funny quotes, and then <laughs> Iggy gave an interview where she completely exposed the fact that Team Britney like went through her house mm-hmm. and basically 
this is a case for the FBI. The, like, the, the conservatorship I mean, jumped out in that interview. And then it was like, oh, right. This is still like a problematic situation. Iggy, when Brittany was promoting Pretty Girls, she said she came to your house for salad. She mentioned this salad in numerous interviews. What the hell was in the salad? <laughs> I didn't know you she don't, did. What was she in did the have salad? A salad. Uh, did you make it? <laughs> Yeah, nothing's, you know, uh, nothing weird. Nothing weird. She right, actually, they came and, like, checked my place to make sure I, like, wasn't trying to, like, stash anything weird and, like, give it to her or something. Give her something weird? And then I was like, weird? it's just salad. Oh, <laughs> um, right. So I'm so, glad she liked it. Wait, Brittany had advanced people come scope out the place? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, to make sure I wasn't, like, a bad influencer. Wow. And I'm not. I passed the test. Well, they scrubbed your they scrubbed your. They place. didn't scrub it. They just came and yeah, they were very nice. Wow. I was like I promise, I'm not going to do anything bad. I just right. want to have lunch. Yeah, her team goes in and clears the area so that she can have salad with Iggy. It makes zero sense. Doesn't make any sense, does it? No, overprotected promo. Iggy really did spill a lot during this era, and we were mad at her, just like I was mad at Adrian Bailon for pointing out that. Britney has difficulty having conversations at during the X Factor era, but it's like, no, they're actually just being honest. And most people are protective of Britney, but some will just admit like it is quite a circus, right. if you will. Looking back, I do think Iggy was just being completely free and honest. Yeah. And didn't really know sort of, I guess, the wrath no. of like Britney fans no. or Team Britney because she was just being like, Yeah, like they came to my house <laughs> yeah. and blah 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 and we had salad, and they really talked about salad. They like salad every single all the interview. time. They really just stressed that it was salad that they ate. Oh, what a time! What a time to be alive! Yeah, <clears throat> sure was, wasn't it? Give it up for them, aren't they pretty? <laughs> um, yeah, it was an unfortunate song. It does have a somewhat redeeming moment, I would say, in a performance at the Billboard Music Awards, right? Which you happen to be there. I was there as uh, as fate would have it while I was there for the unreleased documentary. Uh, she was filming the pre-taped performance for the Billboard Awards, which was at obviously the same theater. Wasn't that theater beautiful? <laughs> and uh, yeah, so they brought in, I would say they filled up the theater like a quarter of the way. They made sure the pits, I think, were full and stuff to make it look like it was a piece of me show. Right. And we do about, I would say, three run-throughs of the performance. And um, they're they're all good, solid performances. But each time they end, they end a little differently. And I would say that each time they performed it, Brittany became a little more comfortable with, like, interacting with Iggy. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they kept ending slightly different. Like, I think one was, like, back-to-back. One was... I don't know. There was, like, some some more, like, playfulness in between when they would, like, pass each other on stage. I almost wished that they just kept doing it because I felt like she was getting better at it each time, which totally makes sense. I get the impression that was like the first time they ever did it with each other. Oh yeah, probably. So yeah, I would say it was a, um, it was a good piece of me performance. Yeah. I kind of liked their performance on TV, like the final product that they aired. Yeah. And I think part of it was because she had, I think one of her most flattering piece of me outfits ever yeah was that geometric black jumpsuit like alien sexy sleek it is so flattering and it's so modern and like very Mm britney oh it's so good i'm so mad that she scrapped that 
well, it covered her body, and we know that she likes to just wear a bra and swimsuit. Well, not most really, of the though. Time. It literally was like open. The whole it was just yeah, yeah. That's true. It was strategically placed triangles. It might have been like not the easiest to get into. I'm not sure. Oh, yeah, I'm sure the effort level to get in and out of it was yeah. too much. Yeah. So then she switched to bikinis, but the, yeah, the the kisses undies. Yeah, but it was. <laughs> It had a little brief run there in Peace of Me. I loved it. It did. Yeah, I would say it was a fun performance. It's in the neon section. Yeah. Um, for a while. Yeah. Not the whole time, but no. a while. <laughs> but anyway, speaking of promo, we do get a couple more iconic quotes during this Pretty Girls promo sesh. So <laughs> she's doing press for the song or whatever. Shocking. And she's on... This she did all these like international interviews for some reason because you know Pretty Girls was destined to be a global hit. Well, all around the world, (laughs) Pretty Girls. Oh, is she from Australia? She has an accent. She's probably like, why aren't we promoting overseas in places like Canada? Oh my god, is that why she did the Australia interview? Did she? Oh, for sure they did Australia, but I mean, I don't like. I think they had to because Australia was like big on Iggy still, and I think still is. I don't know. Unclear. Anyway. She does this interview and they're asking her about Vegas and stuff. And they're talking about like people she wants to collaborate with, which is where we get one of her funniest quotes ever (laughs) because she says that she wants to collaborate with Gwen Stefani. And she says randomly how they used to be neighbors. And then she says the following. Who would you like to work with next? I would love to work with Gwen Stefani. I think she's really cool. She was actually my next door neighbor in um, Los Angeles for a while. Um, I swam with her husband, so it was really cool. But I'd like to work with Ludacris, Miley, Celine Dion, Mariah Carey. There's so many great artists out there. The air conditioner just came on. Thank you, God. <laughs> so oh, it, matter like of factly, really cool. just like, I swam with her husband. <laughs> Which, you know, it probably was her like at a cookout. Yeah, like with her kids, just mm-hmm. like in their pool. Yeah, in a piece of me tour costume bikini. Absolutely, and thought nothing of it. No, but the way that the she wording said it, is so perfect. <laughs> I swam with her husband, so it was really cool. And the interviewer didn't yeah, even I, like. I snatched her man. Yeah, basically, no one even flinched. No, they were just like, sure. Wow, innocent, humble queen. So innocent. Yeah. So that happens, and then she does an interview in Australia for like some radio thing. This is where legends only. Mm -hmm. She starts talking about artsy fartsy things like painting while listening to Mariah Carey. And the quote is iconic. I'm going to insert it in here. Enjoy. Have you caught up with her in Vegas? No, I haven't actually. Our paths, I guess, just haven't crossed, you know. I love Mariah Carey. I have, I mean, still to this day, I was painting in my in my room. Um, I have an art room and I just like paint on the walls and do all this kind of crazy stuff. And I bought her greatest hits and her new Infinity record yesterday. And I was just in there with my top off, just like painting and doing all this artsy fartsy stuff. I love her. I love her voice. Artsy fartsy is a continued narrative in 2015. It really is. <clears throat> Painting naked, topless in her art room, which she does later expose us to. She, We get like some very artistic shots of uh, behind the shoulder. We do. Painting some um, colorful leaves, I believe, mm-hmm. and flowers. Van Gogh shaking, shaking in his grave. Uh, Picasso over. <laughs> I was trying to think of another. I was going to say Mona Lisa quaking, and then I was like, oh, Mona Lisa's not an artist. She's just the painting. <laughs> Mona Lisa 
is Britney. Ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) I've got a picture to paint. Didn't it sell for $10,000? Yeah. One of them did. One of them did. Um, Yeah. So, um, Banksy who? (laughs) Banksy. Oh my God. (laughs) And legend on legend, legends only. It really is legend on legend. Legend Mariah approves. She does. She tweets about it. She does. She very graciously, and she's always been very kind to Britney, says, ha ha ha, Britney Spears is the best. Smiley face, smiley face. That's just the, all the approval I really needed. And they would later meet in a few years from this time. And yeah, like, they... Mariah still to this day compliments her. Yeah. She knows her. Mm-hmm. She's like the only one that she compliments. <laughs> she is. It's very rare. It's extremely Which rare. Is, it's so telling. Oh, a Mariah compliment that's difficult to get. Not everyone Not gets everybody that. has that. No. <laughs> yeah. So those are two very epic memorable and memorable quotes. quotes. You know, if there's one thing that Pretty Girls gave us, it was this press tour. Yeah. And I will say just in general, when we talk about the darkest of days in 2011, this is basically as goofy, bubbly Britney as her golden years, I think. It, yeah. I think this I think is so. like exactly who she is right so didn't we, translate in the song no. no 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 i felt like she was more alive the song makes soda pop seem mature <laughs> it's like <laughs> that's true but she was also like 17 when that came out yeah and we actually, were like soda eight. pop like is more mature now that i think about it yeah and Pretty sounds deep. better yeah it does. and has like deep good vocals me. yeah uh, uh, here we go now oh. anyway um, then one of her last stops along this press tour, which in hindsight was very telling in a way, looking back at it now and just the history of Britney Spears and appearing on Ellen oh. and things like that. <laughs> so she, during this press tour, cause she's back and forth from Vegas and promoting pretty girls and whatever at the same time, she busts her ankle in not, Vegas, not her knee. No. Yeah. Poor thing. She yeah. got another problem to worry about. She fell. And there's, I think there's footage. There is. Yeah. She basically just twists her ankle. Luckily, she's not seriously hurt. I think no. she only missed two dates. Yeah, I think only two or three. Um, yeah, it and wasn't it was anything like, serious. No, but God. it was still like a twisted ankle, which, I mean, performer. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, and... So, she was just jumping up and down, too, which was, like, even made me feel even <laughs> worse. Well, I actually wasn't doing anything that hard. I mm-hmm. was just kind of bopping around. Right. And I've done, like, eight years worth of shows. I mean, plenty of shows, and right. I've never actually fell on stage. So, it's right. really kind of embarrassing. Right. Sweet, oh. sweet legend. Yeah. So, what we have since learned, and what will now go down in history in the Britney Spears history books aka this podcast is that everything that britney spears announces on ellen is absolutely awful (laughs) so she fucking goes on ellen wearing an ankle boot to announce that she is going to stay in vegas for another three months explain to me who thought that was a good idea uh larry like (laughs) she in recent years went on to an announce an announcement yeah and in hindsight, actually, this one was worse. She went on looking like conservative mommy in a ankle boot. Yeah. And was like, hey, everyone, I'm going to be in Vegas for three more months. And everyone's like, uh, are you sure? You should rest that ankle, yeah. sweetie. Yeah. 
So you tore some? I tore some ligaments, uh, yeah. Ow. So, so you can't perform for a little while? Yes. So you're here and you, you are going to announce that you are extending your, your Vegas? Yes, uh, for what? three months. Three more months in Vegas. Good luck booking that stage you speak of. Oh. Um, I actually forgot that that happened or oh. just blocked it out because every time she extends it, it's just another painful announcement. And later she would announce two more years, I believe, live at Peace of Me. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be taking you guys to Vegas later in this episode because, you know, hype is awful, but uh, you'll have to wait and see because (laughs) Brad will be revealing his exposed documentary. Exposing the unreleased documentary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You'll have to wait and see. You'll have to to wait and see for that. (laughs) Everybody wants to hear this thing. When can we hear it? Um, You'll have to wait and see. But before we go there, she has quite an eventful summer in 2015. Oh, right. Which starts out with a little Twitter feud with pretty girls, Chanteuse, and co-singer Igloo Azalea. Speaking from experience, everyone has a feud with Iggy Azalea. It's not hard to get. Everyone has one. (laughs) I, too, have been dragged into it so basically all these like locals aka iggy fans <laughs> sorry but like the azaleans are coming for you three of them <laughs> which okay i can joke about though because iggy has alien iggy has since made that joke so i she that's the thing is she has a really good like, sense of humor yeah people are like oh my god your fans she tweeted something she was like oh my god so glad like all four of them love yeah. it yeah so, she's like can all four of you stream it so i can eat tonight she yeah. said something like that she jokes about so it all amazing the time. so yeah so all these locals are tweeting at her being like oh my god pretty girls flopped and like sending her charts and whatever yeah and she tweets it's difficult to send a song up the charts without additional promo and tv performances etc unfortunately i'm just featured dot 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 and then someone like called her out for like that. And she said, my comment is factual. It applies to any song. I don't have to suck the woman's asshole 24 <laughs> seven to be her friend. Do I buy girls insert suck my ass vine <laughs> for all those haters out there. Suck my ass. Um, to be fair, her first tweet T T all the way. Like she's not wrong. No, of course not. It's just that when you, work with Brittany, you have to submit to the realization that she is not going to promote the song. You're like doing it out of a labor of love. Right. But the song just was not it. Well, also the song was not because it. you want to know what else she didn't promote. What? Scream and shout. Yeah, I guess that is true. And where did she go? Number one. I think it was number three. Okay, whatever. Top- <laughs> number one in my heart <laughs> Deep in my heart, it's number one. Um, it went up there, and she literally like awkwardly promoted it on X Flopter and right. had just one video for it, and there was no other promo. She never performed it like anywhere else. That's actually very true. You've made some points. Yeah. So when a song is a bop, you know it can carry itself. Right. Um. But you know she didn't want to suck her asshole. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> and so. <laughs> You know, what What followed in the wake of all of that, um, Iggy's tour got canceled. To which Britney then, well, allegedly Britney, tweeted and said, can't wait to get back to Vegas. So thankful I have shows for the rest of the year to look forward to, dot, 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 you want a piece of me. 
Which then ignited this, like, quote-unquote feud between the two of them because Pretty Girls flopped. I just... I kind of lived for that tweet, whoever sent it. Whoever sent it. Because honestly, I don't think... Well, actually, it might have been her. You think? Do you really think Britney ever tweets? I don't think she's ever tweeted in her life. No, I guess I'd really... I have no... I think she Instagrams. I don't think she tweets, hundred percent. I don't know. It would be unlike her to care right. about her charts and sales. Exactly. But also, like, they're both not wrong, which is why it's so funny. Because no, it's like, completely. Iggy's right because they, like, n- did no promo. Yeah. And it was a flop. And then Britney's not wrong either because, like, she had chose to look forward to. <laughs> so it's, like, kind of funny. It was, yeah, it was but two ultimately, flop moments. I feel like it was overall, like, a fake feud. Oh, completely. Because I just, I, Iggy just feuds with everyone. So they, yeah. that's why I think whoever tweeted it, tweeted it. Yeah. To be like, to get attention. Right. Which, <laughs> tweeting for attention, who does that? Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I just was so like unenthused by the whole thing. Like I wanted it to go away. So I like didn't care that there was potentially a feud. Because I'm like, this is all fabricated and made up. And I wanted Pretty Girls to go away. Right. You're like, this. it's time for this era to be yeah, over. Yeah, it needed to be buried like my documentary. It's time for that spaceship to oh. come down and just zap this out of our lives. Right. Can it just hit the planet now? I mean, I went off to it in Vegas and when we went in 2016. That's true. I was like, you know what? This is the last time I have to deal with this. I'm going <laughs> to lose my mind. Her and her sneakers. I remember her wearing sneakers during it. Yeah. So we had that. We do. That was where pretty much Pretty Girls... Uh, Went to rot, if you will. <laughs> Pretty girls did rot in Vegas. <laughs> Actually, it really did. It really did. Speaking of rotting in Vegas, yeah. Pretty girls truly did. We don't miss it. All around the world, somewhat girls. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's the 2019 remix. Yeah. Problematic. <laughs> Problematic remix. Oh, wow. So the rest of the summer, we get some award show moments, which was also kind of funny that Iggy was like, oh, she does no promo because then she like actually does promo. Right. Which (laughs) it's almost, I wonder if she was like, I'm going to do promo now because like, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. But whatever. So (laughs) I mean, I say promo lightly because they're actually really embarrassing. They are. (laughs) So (laughs) let's chat about them. So the first one, she does the 2015 Teen Choice Awards, which is like, why are you doing that? Yeah. Like, I mean, this is still like kid. We're like kid choice awards. Right. Like territory, like pretty girls, teen choice awards. Can we not? No. She's being awarded the. (laughs) Oh my God. I forgot the name of the award. Oh, Oh. (laughs) there's so many layers to this (laughs) moment. I'm going to take you through every single layer. So the first layer is that she's being awarded the Candy's Choice Style Icon Award. <laughs> now, they really should have just removed the word style and it would have been fine because that would have been fierce. Candy's Choice Icon, much more high concept there. She's not necessarily known for style. <laughs> she. Uh... However, speaking of style, she wore a very flattering dress. Love those shoes. Love those, actually though. It, it was, was a cute and dress. The tits were out. She left conservative mommy at home. It was like, but she brought very her kids. Princessy, <laughs> I would say. Right, like that's and the kids were there and they were like bobies. They were so, still very much bobies. And but her tits were out, so it's like, 
I never understand her whole like when the conservative mommy jumps out and like when no it, the tits jump out. Like, she's it, completely a, a hypocrite, contradicting. It never makes any sense, does, does it? it? Megan Kelly is constantly at a loss for words. Never sure. Right. I remember she did the ESPY awards too, and she was fully covered. Like it was very covered. Oh up, yeah. Which is like that's a more mature event <laughs> with like adults, and then she goes Teen Choice. Tits are out. Looks amazing. Dress was a serve. Hair. This is when she debuts the mermaid hair, the purple and teal. So the hair tells us everything, as we've said. I would say Mermaid Knee made her snap, like as far as like in Vegas, like her performance level. Oh. I feel like once we got through the Mermaid Knee performances, it just kept going higher and higher. I think something happened when she went mermaid. Oh, I was going to say that she got a box of crayons and just... (laughs) She was in the art room. She was literally painting topless and she just didn't stop at the canvas. Yeah. So anyway, back to Teen Choice. So (laughs) she wins the Style Icon Award and it's presented by local favorite. Kyle's favorite. (laughs) Three fifths. I know. Diana, Dina, whatever the fuck your name is. Fifth Harmony. Okay. Full circle moment. X Factor. It really is because she has no idea who they are. Nope. Has absolutely no recollection of who they are. Britney's really happy to win the surfboard. She's really pleased. Yeah. In fact, she's so pleased. We get a audience reaction gif of her mm-hmm. that is priceless of her just looking around unamused as yeah. everyone's just like clapping. So that team Britney bought this for whatever reason. I just don't know like why we gave. I don't know. It was completely like a bullshit industry thing. It was right, like. like- those, Who are you kidding? Those glasses and jackets just really had Versace quaking. <laughs> so, anywho. So she also does the VMAs this year. Uh, it was a look. Uh, ponytail, scream, and shout. It was very bronzed. Yeah, but she was snatched. She was snatched. The style was not there, but she was snatched. Right. Well, I'm thinking about it. I'm just not a fan of gold. I don't think gold looks good on her. I liked it against the blue lights that she was presenting the best male award to, right? Oh, but, maybe, yeah. But she was, so it was for best male video. Yeah. They let her like in and out. She like did the first award and then was like, okay, bye, sweetie. Yeah. And I believe, you know, I erased all the memories now, but I'm quite sure that we were all like, oh my God, she's performing. Oh my God, medley, B10 coming. Right. Nope. No. She rocks this ponytail in the mermaid hair. Yeah. Which she then brings to Vegas for a hot second. There's a very fierce gif of her deciding to just helicopter down during Me Against the Music Breakdown. And she is so into it. Between Mermaid and Helicopter Knee, this is truly where she snaps. She just like really gets confident in the show, in her performance, and the energy goes up. And then it gets remixed, reimagined, and remains iconic. Yes. And then she's really feeling it by then. What I don't understand... Is why she doesn't do this more. What? Her With the hair? hair and Vegas, you could tell that she's like sick of it being in her face and yeah. like flopping everywhere. Oh, you mean so I'm like she puts it up after one song? She literally puts it in a ponytail after a womanizer. The pony. Or she wears it short. She got rid of the wig. So I'm like, I don't understand why she just doesn't do a snatched a pony. Snatched pony, yeah. Every single night. It won't it will never be in your face. And it looks fierce. You know, there are some things that we we'll, just don't understand. We'll just don't understand. Like you could get someone to like actually snatch your pony instead yeah. of putting a scrunchie in it. Yeah, not her. You know, just the little things. Um, Rebellion. Well, 
<laughs> is it rebellion or is I it? I think so. I think somebody, they pay somebody to do her hair and she's like, fuck you. <laughs> I just want her to get like a good pony. Well, she had a radar horse. Oh, that kind of pony. Too soon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You could really just have someone snatch that pony back for you and sure. it wouldn't be an issue. Yeah, well. And you wouldn't have to futz with it. We'll put it in the domination uh, tips and suggestions box oh, okay. with nappy tabs. <laughs> um. <laughs> My God. Well, we get a bit of a redemption, at least I think so, mm-hmm. when it comes to music. Yes. Because there is a very, I feel like, I want to say very little known collab that happens this year yeah this is purely stands only because i feel like as time has gone on and i've played at places people are like who is this and i'm like uh this is britney and they're like what is this from and i'm like uh Mm -hmm. she does a collab with how do i pronounce it giorgio moroder (laughs) (laughs) she does a collab with (laughs) giorgio moroder a god of disco um the one who we can thank for i feel love donna summer a little known disco iconic staple he does this whole album with uh really cool and interesting artists of the modern era and everything from charlie xcx to khalees to of course britney mm-hmm. a wig known as sia a wig known as sia <laughs> and kylie too mm-hmm. um it's a good album it's a really good album yeah uh so is breathe and breathe out by hillary duff just want to plug that again right um she actually yeah she was uh meant to be on this album but she had her own to do so mm-hmm. she you know otherwise also uh galantis had a really good album this year uh-huh mm-hmm. it was a good year for music it was actually pretty girls yep except for our fave yeah <laughs> everyone, <laughs> everyone but, but our, our fave, fave made good music this year. except for tom's diner so tom's diner from what we are told, this is the song that she requested herself that she wanted to cover. It was like a choice on her part. Um, I guess the stars aligned um, to have it be Giorgio Moroder. I'm not quite positive of the full backstory of how it came together, but I am told that like she wanted to cover this song. Originally by Suzanne Vega. Maybe first we'll talk about like the song and the meaning behind it. Also yeah. why I think it's really cool that she did it versus a song that perhaps was just sent to her to do. As I wrote in my original review, Brittany has no business singing about being alone in a diner. If you really think about it, this entire song experience, she was never able to experience for herself. Mm-hmm. And in a very further record way, it's almost like she's having this daydream of being anonymous, which she was never allowed to do since she was a teenage dream, an American dream <laughs> since she was 17. Oh, hey, is that you, Katie? Kathy. <laughs> um I mean, if you like really think about it, all of these artists can sing to this experience, but she can't. She doesn't know what it's like to walk in anonymously to a diner. No. And that's so weird to think about. So I love it because it kind of makes me think it's kind of sad, but it makes me think of like her little daydream in her celebrity bubble of like being able to just observe people and be anonymous. Right. Because isn't this song, isn't the concept of it very mundane? Yes, it's like, and like sitting the, in the diner. Even like the... Just kind of sitting there tapping your finger. Like that's always what I think about it. It's like a very mundane... Yeah, normal observations morning. in the diner. And so I find it so interesting that, that she like latches onto that. Right. Like that's her fantasy. 
Tom's Diner Fantasy coming soon to Coles. Mmm, smells like bacon. <laughs> um, I believe it. I believe that it. she picked it. Yeah. And it's also like, uh, I feel like the fact that she called Brittany Jean fucking personal is so stupid. Right. Because I really feel like there is a collection of songs that are actually personal. And this one to me falls into that realm. Yeah. Because even though it's a cover and someone might be like, oh, that's a cool cover or whatever. I'm like, no, no, no. There was thought that went into this and there's a reason why she did it. And it's exactly what you said before. Like it's her daydreaming about being an anonymous local mm-hmm. like literally yeah. like her not ever local fantasy <laughs> like but like actually actually though, and she always has talked about that i feel like yeah it's in, a for the record theme it's it's yeah, i like just I wish i could walk out and, yeah and when she used to talk about new york she would always be like i yeah. could roam around by myself at night and no one yeah stopped me which is so crazy to think about i know well oh, it was also a time pre-social and pre people were alerted less quickly. So right. she probably could get away with running oh, away. How fucking cool would that be to like run into Britney Spears, like walking down eighth <laughs> Ave. I really don't know what I would do. Just be like, Hey, oh, I ran into Amanda Bynes during that whole thing once when that happened. Oh yeah. Yeah. What did you do? Uh, I just stared. Okay. She had a w- the wig on. I feel like I would just stare. Yeah. I was shook. Um, yeah, but yeah, I feel like this falls into that realm of like actually personal. Yeah. It's like adult and personal. And I wish that this was the left lane choice that she made on Brittany Jean. I think the production is kind of over the top. I think it's like very, I would have liked a little bit of a more stripped version. Oh, stripped. <laughs> but it's really fun. And also he makes it kind of like sexy. There was some back and forth about the um, the bridge of the song. Giorgio said like she didn't have time to do it or she just didn't do it. So it ends up being his voice like robotized mm-hmm. there was a time where she was supposed to record that but you know people get busy legends are busy booked and bothered were they booked they had a boot an ankle boot oh that's true i that you know was really restraining the vocals it was I, yeah she can't sing without being barefoot so that's i love when the bridge goes out at the end into the next yeah and i like that it ends on an anonymous note because she's just like so i raise my head and then like that's like how the song ends which isn't how the original ends it's just like right, like where does she go where what did you see we stand tom steiner and quite literally went to tom steiner because it's here in new york yeah we had no excuse we had to no we had to go yeah. So we went and I feel like I got a cheeseburger. I mean, when do that's like what always what I get. But we went yeah. and we were sitting there in the morning at the diner on the, you got coffee. You like actually got coffee because I remember you were like, I want I be, got it specifically to recreate like the, it yeah. <laughs> because I don't drink coffee and I literally ordered it just to do it. That right. is that's in that's the definition of stand behavior. That's a stand. Order something you are not going to eat just to fucking demonstrate the vocal the the lyrics of the song. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a moment. That and was a moment. I'm glad we did it. Yeah, and it really is a part of similar in the realm of like weird knee and mm-hmm. like actually most personal knee, which could actually be interesting for us to do like either a playlist or an episode. Yeah, I feel like we can just identify the songs that we keep saying are weird knee or yeah. personal knee and just like make playlists for you make the girls. playlists and like go track by track through why. Yeah, because I feel like following after Britney Jean when we talk about most personal, yeah, we, we like, we explain. actually have like a real one that we could. Yeah. That would produce. be a great idea. That could be a compilation that she puts out. 
Yeah, if they would listen to us. Oh, well, I mean, Larry. If anyone will listen to us. Anyway. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Have you subscribed? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of. Give us five stars on iTunes. <laughs> and yeah, so then we go back to Vegas. Coming up. Coming soon. We'll be right back. <laughs> After the break. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. So we go back to Ve- Well, we don't go back. <laughs> I sent this one out. Brad is invited back to Vegas. We don't go back until Remix Reimagine Still Iconic, which is the following year, next episode. Right. But Brad, you receive a little invitation, baby. Oh, and such and free. Ooh, By the was... way, the vocoded version of the GMA 2011 commercial. Good morning, America. I'm excited to tell you on Tuesday morning, March 29th, I'll be performing for the first time ever in a special concert in San Francisco's historic Castro District on Good Morning America. And I promise you, it'll be a morning to remember. See you soon. Is basically invitation. Uh, that's disrespectful. Uh, in a good way. I li- It's very soothing. I saw someone said that it was Taylor Swift's Oh, delicate. Delicate. Also that. much more delicate. Okay. Because, you know, I there was nothing that I had to say there. <laughs> there I just, it just, just is. That's just what that was. I'm. Oh, is that a cease and desist sliding under my doorstep right now? Oh. <laughs> that was an invitation to see her in court. <laughs> oh, my God. What color is my hair? Red. Oh, see me in court. <laughs> yeah. So um, I was not present for this moment. So Brad's going to be taking the episode uh, over from here. I'm just going to sit back and... Oh, actually, <laughs> oh my God, I'm on my couch right now. And speaking of, we have some exciting news today for you. Oh, yeah, we sure do. What's that, Kyle? We have a sponsor. Actually, though. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is actually, unlike the vocals on Britney Jean, this is authentic. <laughs> it's actually a real sponsor. So, actually, before we get into your story, yeah. we need to give a special shout out and a thank you to the sponsor of today's episode of It's Britney Bitch, Gravity Blanket. Yeah, the concept for the gravity blanket is basically, you know, gravity. Uh, oh. Yeah. Why don't we tell them uh, a little bit about what the actual concept of a gravity blanket is? Yeah, so I actually hopped on the weighted blanket trend a mm-hmm. couple weeks ago. If you follow me on YouTube or Twitter, I tweeted and talked about this, and I am obsessed. And you just got one two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and... So I will say that like I wasn't sure at first like what this was going to do for me. And as it turns out, um, having a weighted blanket is a very comforting experience. Right. It's like keeps you feeling a little more secure and it's like cozy. And I'm really not mad about it at all for any of the fellow uh, anxiety gays out there. Right. Uh, it's Are really good for that. Are you gay and anxious? <laughs> me too. But like blanket. actually though. But like actually. Yeah, it and it, you just feel like yes. wrapped and protected and safe. Especially when you wake up, you don't want to get out of bed, which no. is that best feeling of just like feeling so cozy. Mm-hmm. Just for anyone who doesn't know what a weighted blanket is or like why that is a thing, deep touch pressure stimulation has been shown to increase serotonin and melatonin, the hormones that are responsible for calming and relaxation. So there's a science to this, which is really cool. <laughs> <laughs> but like actually though. But actually. So um I guess you'll have to wait and sleep. <laughs> that was really good. That was great. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of the weights, they come in three different weights, 
15 pounds, 20 pounds, and 25 pounds, which is what I need to lose. But (laughs) it's also how much my blanket weighs. (laughs) So if you would like to check out their products, you can go to gravityblankets.com. And if you use the code B-R-I-T-N-E-Y. Oh, come on. Well, don't add that part. (laughs) Yeah, don't don't add. Oh, come on. It's just Brittany. You can get 15% off your order at gravityblankets.com. Give it up for her. Isn't that an amazing discount? It really is. Yeah, it is. So um, thank you, Gravity, for believing in us. Oh, believe. Oh, believe. Brad's favorite perfume. Unisex fragrance. (laughs) Yeah, I got the cooling blanket is the one that I use. Because right. there's a cooling blanket and there's a regular one. Right. If you're hot as ice or cold as fire, there's something for you. Wow. Yeah. You really did that. I'm really a salesman. I'm a, I'm a hot as hot as fire burning up. Spark and it feels like gasoline. Oh, yes. Sleeper. So I use the cooling blanket. Um, there's in also... Space gray. The, and now that you point out the colors, there's space gray, galaxy blue, and moon ivory. Or should we say man on the moon ivory? <laughs> Wow. Um, so for all you aliens out there with <laughs> Gravity Blanket, you're not alone, not alone, not alone. Nope. <laughs> wow, you know, our minds, the universe. Iggy <laughs> really oh could my God, I really want to. I really want to take a nap right now, actually. Okay, well, I guess I'll edit this one. Okay, I'm going to take, take a nap <laughs> while Brad tells his story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Kyle's under his weighted Gravity Blanket. I actually am going to... Bye. Yeah. <laughs> bye. <laughs> Tell us the story, Brad. I'll tell it now to the children. You'll never tell, but you will. <laughs> never tell. Am I coming, my do- is my voice coming through the mic? Yes, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm too tired to get up. I'm stuck under my gravity blanket. So, all right, let's actually take it back to the beginning. For context, it could be random to people who are not one of my 12 gay fans. At this point... I've been doing my site since 2007. By 2015, I am poached to be editor-in-chief of Pop Crush. The week that I am starting, I'm getting a call from Team Brittany. They're doing a collaboration with a media company to do a documentary about fans. Specifically, like I would be the Brittany episode. So I get the brief, the briefing, the call. I say like straight off the bat, like I'm... I, I will do this, but, like, I'm not Chris Crocker, and I'm not... Oh, are you saying, um... <clears throat> let me get up. That you're not entertaining? <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> that is really... That's literally what I'm saying. I told them, flat out, you're not going to get me screaming and shouting. You're um, not going to get me to cry. You're going to get um boring, just do it, baby. And they were like, no, it's fine, it's fine. Cut to, like, two days later when they're screaming at me for more emotion. But t- Oh, emotion? Emotion. Also out this year. <laughs> I'm just gonna but not coming up out off my couch and just shout <laughs> random words during this entire story. Perfect. Okay, <laughs> so I get flown out to Vegas with a pocket full of paper, and you know the whole gig of like how that works. Oh yeah, I did one with Kelly Clarkson. That's right, you did. Thing. You sure did. The producers were so mean to me. <laughs> um, I. I think I had a mostly positive experience. But oh, that's good. Yeah. I got yelled at. I, I, I was definitely talked to, but... Uh, they wanted me to cry. M- well, me too. And I was like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. My face like a mannequin. <laughs> at this point, 
my friends Simon and Jordy are coming in from LA to see Brittany anyway. So we sort of have this like stars align moment where they're going to be in the documentary as well. They're probably listening and they know exactly how this went down. So, hey boys, I arrive. The first thing I have to do is film a scene at the airport and I have to be coming down the escalator and looking at Simon and Jordy. And I have to pretend that I see them for the first time and be like, oh, there they are. I have to do this 10 times. I have to go down the escalator, pretend to see Simon and Jordy, wave and walk to them. But I have to repeat and reshoot it. Every time I reset, more people start congregating around the escalator thinking I am a celebrity. It's me coming down the escalator. I finally like unite with them. They're holding iPads that say it's Bradley bitch. I believe I have as I'm getting my fake bag or whatever at the turnaround thing on the conveyor belt. A boy runs up to me. Wait, they faked your luggage? They faked um, everything. Yeah, everything. So I'm getting my fake luggage (laughs) or whatever. And a boy runs up to me in front of all of the cameras. And he's like, hey. And I... (laughs) I go, oh, hey, you know me from the site, right? (laughs) He goes, no. (laughs) He's like, I just saw Brittany on your shirt, and I'm going to the show, too. Oh. At that point, I have a full Valerie Cherish, the comeback moment, where I look at the cameras, and I'm like, can we cut here? Can we cut? Can we, we can't keep that part. We can't have that. I'm like in front of all the cameras, this boy fully just being like, I don't know you. (laughs) A relatable experience. It's very. um, So extent I'm exposing myself right now. So if that footage were ever to leak, it is probably priceless. So we do all that. They attach cameras to this car. We have to drive around Vegas, around the strip, pretending to do the Crossroads sing-along. So we're singing along to all of her songs. And they have like microphones like hooked up to us and everything. And we have to be like bopping around like in the like crossroads actually scene. Singing actually loud. singing. Oh, wow. That's embarrassing. Live vocals. Not everybody has that. <laughs> and then we, we, we just have to talk and we would have to feign excitement for the show that we knew we were going to. But like all of it was the Hills fake. And keep in mind, these are like full day shoots. And so I don't know the exact order of operations of what things happened when. But I just know like what the the scenes that we shot was because it was kind of a blur. We then start shooting at Planet Hollywood. And that time I actually did hear because stands were congregating around the escalator and I heard that's Mew Mew's. I did hear it. Oh, it was one of 12. You have great imagination, sweetie. (laughs) (laughs) Because at that point, like it was getting close to like when the show was. So some Britney stands were like starting to like hover around Planet Hollywood as one does. The day of the show comes the first thing that starts is we're going to shoot the behind the scenes of the actual stage. So I get to go and have the meet and greet experience with Felicia. Right. Like the one that was packaged with tickets. Gotcha. I'm nervous about this because I just know that team Brittany won't be cool with this because it's cameras in this experience that their customers are paying for. Like, why would they air that? Why would they show it? So we like meet up with Felicia who really is just like, any fan who's met her knows that she is the sweetest, the human sweetest ever. human in the world and such an angel. And the producers start like almost haggling with her about how much information she'll reveal. 
Um, it's not like things are like top secret exclusive, but they're cute things like this shoe is reinforced by this. The the wings uh, have like individual Swarovski, whatever nonsense with the lights and stuff. They're fun facts. And she has all these facts on like little cards. Oh, it's so precious. I can't even tell you. We go outside and we go up into this room, like a dressing room. And I'm like thoroughly shook at this point that any of this is happening they wheel out an array of outfits and like her shoes. And I'm already like, this is too much. I'm too close to the fire. (laughs) Um, They would keep interrupting her when she was talking. And I was dying inside because I was like any sort of like discomfort to Felicia felt like an arrow in my heart. Like I caused this. So I was feeling awful the whole time. And I kept apologizing to her in between takes as though it was like my fault. But I was just like, I'm so sorry. I know this is like a lot of effort. I'm really sorry that they're doing this. She's like, sweetie, it's fine. Like she couldn't, she was so unbothered. She's been around the ringer though. Of course, of course. And I shouldn't have been so sensitive, but I was highly emotional that whole trip. So then they have us sit in the piece of me audience alone, just us two watching them do a run through of the props, like the ball coming down, the testing, the water fountains and stuff. And, um, we do get to like talk for like 20 minutes. She talked a lot about how sweet the fans are during meet and greets and all of that stuff. And she legitimately enjoys her job and like was really sweet about the whole process. We do all that. Then I want to say it's the next day. This is either the first day or the, I, I just don't remember the order, but we, we got taken to the desert, <laughs> which is a memorable experience. And they set up a camera work bitch style view. The view is crazy. It's very cool. They, have me just answer questions and so it's like the producer on the side this is where they're trying to get me and i'm like keenly aware of it they're like so um how do you feel you know about people who say maybe that she lip syncs or that she can't sing and i go into full pr mode i'm like well you know what uh i would say to them that uh she is a dancer she is a performer and she doesn't need to be singing live doing all of that choreography and you know people like janet jackson do it all the time and it's honestly i'm there for the spectacle not for the live performance and i i just like go off and i'm like i have my my spiel ready when people come at me with that but then because pretty girls had just dropped in the time and they knew that i didn't love it because i had said something earlier they were like so what do you think of pretty girls well, we already know how you feel now. <laughs> yeah, right. But at the time, I wanted to be in PR mode for her. So I was just like, oh, you know, I think it's a really fun direction for her. I think it's like, because I wasn't going to give them anything that they could turn on. I know how these things work. Right. Because you turn my words all the time in I editing. Do. So I make Brad sound interesting. <laughs> <laughs> this whole thing is pieced together out of a 48-hour monologue. Uh, I mean, <laughs> basically, one episode was. <laughs> We talked about Britney Jean for like five hours. That's true. (laughs) Um, Getting grilled, whatever, in the desert. It's literally hot. Go back. It's time for the meet and greet. The show's starting. And they're telling me that Calvin Harris is in attendance and he's going to be the freak show boy for the night. They're like, don't want to get your hopes up. All day they're telling me this, that Calvin's going to be the freak show. So I I go to the show in a Henley and dress pants and dress shoes. What's a Henley? Like a, the buttons right here. Oh, like a, yeah. okay. Not what I would wear if I thought I would be the freak show boy. I'll tell you that. I would dress slutty for the occasion. Like, I, Oh, you dressing slutty? Oh, weird. Shocking concept. <laughs> <laughs> Follow at Mew Mews on Instagram. <laughs> so 
when it time comes, I do go into the meet and greet line and Edan, her intimidating bodyguard says, your friends lied to you. You're the freak show boy tonight. My heart. I'm just, I really didn't think they were going to trick me ever during this whole process. It's too soon to do anything now. I'm just here. I'm just the freak show boy now knowing that I'm going to like meet her in 20 seconds. So I'm in line with Felicia. She's like by my side and (laughs) in my split second thinking, two routes I could go I tell Felicia I can do the I've been a day one since 98 I've loved you forever I have a website I write about you a lot I can do the whole thing or (laughs) Brittany has the same initials as me as I and I always thought it was like funny that like she's the only person I know who has that and I might make a joke about how our initials are BJ's and she probably couldn't put it on a backpack in school (laughs) (laughs) which is brilliant because i think you should do what you should do in your meet and greet but well if you can well they can't well domination's over well oh yeah too soon but what you could have done what you could have (laughs) done in my opinion we all know the horror stories from some of the the fans who really think that she will respond to you gushing your heart out about how much you're a fan i really feel strongly if you're Gonna, if you do get the chance to meet her, I don't know how at this point, but if you do, come at her with something human and weird and like that makes her feel like a normal person. Yeah. I mean, not that she is at all like big headed, but it's just like, what do I say to that? And I'm not dissing anyone's meet and greet experience, but I'm just saying like if you wanted to get a little more out of her or just like get an interesting reaction, maybe just try something a little more casual. Uh-huh. Because you automatically set up that dynamic where she's untouchable in God and she feels very uncomfortable maybe a lot of the time. I know that people are probably listening who did the meet and greet who just said like, I love you. And I think some people have been devastated by that. By just getting a thank you. Yeah. Right. But So I don't want to take away if that was your experience. I just, for me, I was like, let me try something left lane and urban. So, Which she loved. Right. So I... For those of you who haven't experienced it, you turn the corner. This was my experience, at least. And it's everyone you shit talk. It's Larry. It's it's Adam. It was the whole team just staring at you next to the photographer. And she was there, um, arms crossed tightly. Oh. And um, she was wearing a pretty girl shirt. So I came into it thinking, this is a lose. This is a lose situation. <laughs> She's in a pretty girl shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of iconic. Oh, for sure. She's in a Pretty Girls promo shirt. Um, <laughs> I, to be honest, like as Stanny as we are, like in the heat of the moment of like meeting someone, I, I kind of don't, I don't really freak out. I really don't. I, that is a human being to me. And I like to put them on a pedestal. I never want to meet my idols and I never really wanted to meet her. But this opportunity came up, which I'm grateful for. But like, I would be happy going my whole life, not meeting her. Like me. <laughs> Right, like I never want to meet her. Yeah, turn the corner, and she's just kind of um, a little timid but nice. And I said, "Hey, Brittany. Um, actually, it's funny. Like, you're the only person I know um, in the world that I know of that has the same initials BJS. You probably couldn't put BJs on your backpack either." <laughs> and she did her hearty Brittany laugh, and she was like, "It's true. That's funny." That and I is was like, I'm fucking in. That's amazing. I got a chuckle, an authentic chuckle. And I was like, let me just like slide in while this is happening and we're all feeling good. And I was like, is this cool? Because I kind of had my arm around her side, um, which on certain days she is more or less not cool with. 
Right. So it's like Someone this guy holding her. Yep. So I was just like on her side. And I think my picture with her, I think I look crazy. People think it's a nice picture. I think my eyes are screaming like, help, this is too much. Well, it's a little deer in headlights, but like, yeah. I mean, who wouldn't be? And I think I got one of her better smiles. Yeah. I think so. You did? Because I don't think she knows who I am at all by any means. No. Um, and I don't. <laughs> Sorry. But, but I mean, Frank. Well, no, in general, but also as far as that she's going to see me in 10 minutes to do Freak Show. Like, I don't think she oh, realizes. Oh, gotcha. So I didn't also want to be like, hey, I'll s- see you in 10 up there. Oh, you'll uh, see you soon. See you s- <laughs> Can you imagine? See you soon. She wouldn't have known what you were yeah, talking she'd about. Yeah, she would be like, okay, sweetie. <laughs> At least in my experience, it might have been different because of the documentary because they did set up GoPros at the stage, which was my greatest like defeat is that I don't have that footage. There's like maybe professional footage. Someone's got to have it somewhere. Yeah. So anyway, you get seated on this like folding chair to the side and the whole concert is a complete blur to me because I'm just knowing that I'm going to be on fucking stage. Right. You're like in full gay panic. Full gay anxiety. It really is the most insane feeling. You see all the dancers and then all of a sudden they flash all the camera, all the flashlights on you, all the security guards do. The girl just like full on grabs my hand and she's like, okay. So basically you get a little speech as you're getting up there. She's like, you're going to do everything we say. You're going to listen to everything we're whispering in your ears at all times. You're not going to, you know, disobey basically. Oh, is that what they said to Brittany at the beginning of 2013? <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, oh my God, cancel. <laughs> so then it really just becomes what I would imagine your fantasy to be because every guy is just being like, bend over. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> Literally, it's like Willie and, and J- everyone's just like, bend your knees, stand up, sit on me. And I'm just, just like, wow. Sounds literally. like a fun Friday night for me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's very... Um, like I said last episode, like you watch it a million times and then when you're on stage, oh, even though I knew I'm going to have to crawl that way and I'm going to have to crawl down the catwalk, it's just like, oh, now is when I bend over? Okay. And it just looks very jerky. There is footage of it on my YouTube of the Mew Mew's domination. <laughs> I think I did okay. And then the worst part is they don't tell you this before. When you do the runway, they thrust you out and they go, now just dance. Oh, God. What did you do? I did like this like very dorky Jewish, what's wrong with being confident dance. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to be confident. That's but how you throw a party in Vegas, <laughs> batch. I wish. I oh. wish I just fucking did the Lilo. But I did something. So then she comes by and I get a slight break in script because she says, you're so cute. What's your name? Which she doesn't always call people cute. Not everybody has that. That's true. So I got a cute. You get the shirt. That she throws a shirt on you. And she, the scribble, I have the shirt, obviously. The scribble is truly not legible. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much for dancing with us, sweetie. Um, they thrust me back. The boys walk me back. The documentary people, and I didn't even know there was an exit door. I, I'm walking off the stage and they throw me out the door. And they go, go, react, say everything. And they want me, they want me to like lose my shit. So I'm just like, uh, uh, I, I just was the freak show boy. I can't believe I did that. And they're like, more emotion, like get into it. And I'm like, 
right? Like, how do you process? Like, no, you can't even process it. Like, what, besides like screaming, and I really did try to, which is, I hope that footage never sees the light of day, because I'm like trying to amp it the like fuck fake up. scream, yeah, fake freak out, <laughs> fake freak out, fake fan, fake freak out, yeah. Oh my God, um, and they're like, give us more, give us more, and I'm like, oh, you want more? Well, I'll give. No, <laughs> I couldn't give them more. I feel like if you did it now, yeah, you'd be like funny with it i really would be i'm really sad that it came at the time that it did at like pretty girls time when i was anyway back when you were young back when i was young i I mean like (laughs) and intimidated (laughs) so intimidated more or less you know just i decompress and um then i end up staying for the pretty girls taping which they didn't follow me for thank god it's insane that I like did all of that in that time, but wow, yeah. she's a journalist. She's a journalist. I was uh, in the press room the whole time with Jordan. Wow. Yep. First date. <laughs> I can I also <laughs> clarify that like I think people think that like there was something e- of equal attraction. I, it was fully just me like drunkenly hitting on him. He was f- just a friendly person. I was the thirst. Anyway, well, tea. What? Tea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He drove me back to the airport. I'm a little bitch and I've never fully addressed it with him. But like when he changed the site over from Britney to all general celebrity, I was feeling a type of way. People were like tweeting both of us about it and like calling things out. People are like so mean online and like dragging things and blah, blah, blah. Whereas now the site is very much we we're career girls it's evolved we've all evolved yeah but we're everyone's like on their own journey everyone's on their own journey so like but at the time i was really much more um overprotected of mm-hmm. Mew Mews. and you were saying this while you were a passenger i was a in passenger his car, in his car having this sit down discussion sit down which honestly i fully wimped out of and i didn't really say what i probably should have said broke back mountain 2015 <laughs> Yeah, like and then we, were, movie. then we were retreated to the woods and uh, never saw each other again. No, we, actually, we saw each other the next year in New York. But anyway, <laughs> Sorry, <that's> so awful. <laughs> I can't deal with you. <sighs> but yeah, so we had that like moment. And I guess that's kind of why there's like always like a slight awkwardness. And if this is therapy, which it feels like right now, it feels really good to just to be like, I was feeling a certain way about when yeah. the site had its moment. Now I genuinely don't care. Like yeah. I'm not trying to be a blog superstar or whatever. The site has never been my main well, I feel like we both had that same experience in different ways. We did, actually. Yeah, yeah you had some... Um, defensive moments. Defensive myself. moments. But, yeah. And it's not that I feel silly now. I just feel like um, we have uh, evolved and Yeah, grown. it was all a learning experience. It was. And uh, hopefully I can like just move on past that. To, mm-hmm. to love, you have to let go. Oh, to what? <laughs> <laughs> to, oh god to blog you have to log out log out <laughs> oh my god anyway so that or more or less is the britney documentary experience somebody actually dm'd me and said that they were one of the people while i was doing meet and greet the documentary team was interviewing fans in the theater and they were one of them oh. and she got so excited to hear that like i was involved in it because they were like interviewing fans about Britney and yeah yeah she was like I never knew what happened to that footage well this is wow this is well neither do you 
Neither do I. I have gone to extreme lengths. I've reached out to the producers who've moved on from the company. I have right swiped on people who work at that company merely specifically to get this footage. To get this footage. Like I don't care if I'm interested in them. I've like messaged them and be like, sup. So Hey, hey, looking. looking <laughs> know, what, know what I'm looking for? <laughs> My fucking documentary. Yeah. Literally, like on Grinder, it should be like looking for yeah. uh, footage we'll, from my documentary. We'll top for STD cards. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically oh where I was at. But um, did they film the exact moment that you met her? No, which is oh. nice. But I sh- I wish they did. But also, they got pushback um, from the team, which was like you can't. Right, film like why? The meet and greets. Why? Uh, I don't know, but yeah. I just love. I wish I could have seen that moment. I'm glad it only it's exists. So in fucking a memory. funny that you said that to her. My first meeting in person with Britney Spears was making a blowjob joke, which is so funny, and I'm sure it's she iconic. like iconic. I mean, we all know her laugh. Like, yeah, yeah. Like she it was. Laughs, it was the real, real laugh. So I was right. like, I'm, I'm in, and I think it is because she never gets that. Celebrities love that though. Right. I will say like when you say something to them that is so weird or like random, they really respond well to it. At least from what I've seen. Yeah. And I really just wanted to be like, you know what? We should like swap stories of like times that we've said shit. Oh, you've got some times. I told Kelly Clarkson that I loved when she dragged Clive Davis. Yep, you did. She grinned Mm -hmm. and she like smiled. And then we talked about, my December yeah, album. Th- which that's so good. She like really like appreciated that I said that. That's a great interaction. And she introduced me to the people that helped her write Sober. Oh. Because I, I mentioned that song. And then one of my favorite things I've ever done was I told Kelly Rowland that stands call her Kelly Rowe Legend. Uh-huh. I was like, so how do you feel about your fans calling you Kelly Rowe Legend? Mm-hmm. And she was like, calling me what? And I was like, Row legend, like Roland plus legend. Mm-hmm. And she like paused for a second, processed it, and she just went like, and her eyes just lit up. And she was like, Really? <laughs> and she was so excited. And then she told her t- her team, like she had people that were like her social people. Yeah. She was like, Did you guys know this? And then she loved it. On a legend note, legends only, little known fact when I was living with Sam Lansky. He has a friend, Eden Cher, who I got to know. She's on The Middle, and she got to host the red carpet of the 2012, I believe. Oh, was that the AMA, maybe? It was the AMAs, thank you. And Christina came by. (gasps) We asked Eden to ask Christina if Lotus stands for Legend of the United States. (laughs) We jokingly asked her to ask that, and she fucking did, and it was on air. so good. So you're welcome, everyone. We literally made that question happen. Uh Um, Does Lotus actually stand for Legend of the United States? Because you are Legend Tina (laughs) Godulera. (laughs) Hey, I like that. (laughs) I mean... So fucking amazing. She was, and Christina loved it. She's like, aha. Yeah. You oh, know she what? literally, you know, she went home and like wrote that in a diary. She was like, had it tattooed Legend on her arm. The United States <laughs> has a nice ring to it. Yeah. <laughs> Introducing Grammy yeah. Award winner and legend of the United States, <laughs> singer and vocalist, Christina. Grammy Award winner. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Always. One of the greatest vocalists of the generation, <laughs> Christina Aguilera. Mario spokeswoman. Oh. <laughs> Which is difficult to do. Not everyone does that. <laughs> not everyone has that. Because they're not uh, that desperate for money. Um, 
I fucking love her. Don't even. <laughs> we stand. We do. Yeah. So <sighs> they celebs really do love it. They do. And honestly, I wish I had the balls because it's Britney. I really didn't think I could go in hot with leak rebellion. How, what's original doll. Right. Like I really didn't think I had it in me to do that. No, I still don't think so. I just don't until I am granted an Oprah Winfrey style interview with her where she actually wants to talk about those things. I just different artist Kelly, you totally made the right mm-hmm. call. Kelly is there to talk. Kelly's so fucking cool. Also fitting for this episode and this conversation that we're having right now. I said something to Iggy actually oh you did yeah so, so that makes both of us have had our no Iggy i didn't moments. have a fight with her oh okay so i she was on watch what happens live twice and the first time she was really fun and really cool and super nice and so i was like okay like maybe i went a little too hard during pretty girls right and then i really I started to like get into her music and i was like oh my god i definitely went too far and then she was on again and she was on with kim zolciak yeah and they were talking backstage and I was like standing there because I was taking like behind the scenes photos and stuff. Yeah. And Kim was talking about like her wigs or something. And Iggy was like, well, Kim, like you already have a man. I can't just go home and plop my wig on the couch and call it a day. I still have to find one. <laughs> and I could not keep it in like laugh. And I busted out laughing because it was so fucking funny that she said that, like the way yeah. that she said it. She's like, I can't just plop my wig on the couch. (laughs) Like, I need to find a man. So I bust out laughing, and she notices and looks at me and catches eyes with me. And I was just like, that was really funny, and that is a good wig. And she was like, right? And (laughs) we had, like, a moment. And I was like, okay, Uh, you're fucking cool. Like, I can... She is. She is now. She is really on point with the humor. But don't we all... I feel like we all kind of go through that phase of taking ourselves too seriously. Mm-hmm. Mine hasn't ended yet. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And no, it's so true. Like come out on the other end and you sort of realize like, okay, it's really not that serious. And it feels so much better to like finally get th- to that. Right. Place. To think everything's funny. Yeah. But I even think like doing this because Britney Jean was not funny to me for a long time. Oh, no. And now it's hysterical. Pretty, Pretty girls was not funny no, to me either. No. Cause when you're in the thick God, that of video it, video's still on YouTube, I think of me oh i was gonna say pretty girl oh yeah um you're exposed um (laughs) tea spill is coming for you they're gonna expose you we went back and we researched his youtube video (laughs) he said then manny mua chimed in (laughs) no laura the leech is coming for you bitch um (laughs) no what were we saying we were just saying we all took everything way too seriously we did we're coming out on the other side yeah Stronger than yesterday. (laughs) And yeah, so my overall takeaway from the documentary experience was that I was, I I cannot understate how grateful I am for the experience. To be completely honest, it should have gone to somebody else. Like, first of all, emotion wise, I was not going to give them what they wanted on a camera, but also just experience wise, like, I'm very blessed and fortunate to work in editorial and music and I get to go to a lot of fun things and do things and stuff like that. And I just feel like this should have been for somebody who really is just like a diehard fan and just like really wanted to, you know, cause like, I feel like I'm jaded in a lot of ways. Right. Cause you're battling with the professionalism. Yeah. And the, cause that is the one thing that you're sort of not taught, but like when you do work in this field, you can't behave like the screaming, shaking, crying no. stand. Like, when I worked at Viacom, there was a strict rule that, like, if you run into someone in the elevator, you don't Don't harass them. Like, you leave them alone. You don't ask them for photos. Mm -hmm. You don't 
startle them. You don't intim- like do anything that's going to make them feel any kind of a way. Yeah. I know exactly how you feel. It's like you don't want to. Right. So like. Could you see them as a human? Yeah. We knew how, how you carry yourself so that you don't freak them out. So I think that the energy that I was giving was like professional. Right. That was my experience. It is somewhere lost. I'm told that because they didn't sell a sponsorship deal with it, that it just went away and that these things kind of happen all the time. And so it's just rotting in Vegas, literally. (laughs) (laughs) On an SD card. (laughs) On an SD card on somebody's fucking computer. It's rotting in a landfill with domination promo posters. (laughs) (laughs) Nappy Taps has it. They're like not giving it to me. Who? Um, Wow. Yeah, it was. An experience quite an experience um yeah my greatest enemy will get that footage of the the fan coming up and me being like you know me from my website right and he's like no No. (laughs) (laughs) like that is gold well before we round out this vegas experience there's one final moment the end of 2015 where we get the announcement quite literal announcement on stage in vegas that Brittany is going to be renewing for two more years. Usually I get you guys to help me count to three, but tonight I want you to help me count to two because I'm going to be in Vegas for two more years! The crowd is kind of like, yeah! (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It's like, the reaction to it is like, oh, well, if you want to. I mean, everyone at home was like, are you fucking kidding me? No. Luckily, what we get is a remixed, reimagined, still iconic show fairly early into 2016 and just in general, a reinvigorated knee. If y'all thought the Stan jumped out in this episode, just wait because 2016 is one of my favorite Britney years ever. Okay, great. Yeah. I'm so glad I'm, I'm alone in this thought. Oh, I am absolutely in agreement with you. I just was trying to think of like what else I could contribute, but we hate comeback. This is it. But this is it's actually it. Yeah, like the legend really jumps. And this is back. in talk. This is in terms of her. Mm-hmm. So the hunger is there. Yes. Speaking of hunger, I'm like kind of hungry. I'm so starving. Um, I'm starving. Yeah. <laughs> um, but before. Before we um, attend to eating, we need to pick a knee for 2015. We do. And um, to make it a little more personal, I couldn't think of anything else but documentary knee. <laughs> <laughs> I can't really think of anything that year that defined it for me more than the fact that I met her and was in her presence and was on stage and yeah. all that. Uh, well, I didn't have that experience at all, so... It's hard to get. Not everybody has that. It's true. You took that opportunity from a fan. No, <laughs> I did. kidding. I did. Um, <laughs> uh, so for me, 2015 is quite literally Igni. Igni. Uh. Igni Azalea, because that's really all I think. Like, 2015, I just think of, like, Breathe In, Breathe Out, Galantis, and Pretty Girls. I, I feel that. And I also kind of want to say, sorry, Iggy. A little bit, yeah. Right? Me too. We did. We did partake in the the fan the dragging dragging. I I had a finger around a wig. Yes, you did. That's a housewife's reference. You yes. When she twists her finger on Kim's wig and shifts it a little bit. Yeah. Iggy was just doing her job. At the end of the day, she she spoke too much. We we that she did. doesn't work out. But 
creative frustration. Sometimes you just... She was a rookie in the Britney realm. Yes. And didn't know. Yes. And ultimately, it probably was really frustrating to finally get a superstar collaboration knowing that the superstar was unwilling or not or doing the the least to promote that song yeah so sorry iggy but um we stand cream and, oh my god cream is so good um savior well, savior is yes. a fucking bop mm-hmm. like sh- I, surviving the summer ep i think is the collection mm-hmm. yeah we're um we're sorry and also, I'm sorry that uh, we got into a Twitter feud the year before that. Mm-hmm. We've had and I'm a lot sorry of that that guy from Papa John stole your phone number. Yeah, actually, everyone made fun of her, but it is fucked that, up. That was fucked up. Like, it really was. Wow. Iggy Azalea Apology Tour 2019, me and you. It's fine. Well, we're now, what What do, what do they call Iggy fans? Azaleans. Okay. Not alone, not alone. <laughs> <laughs> Like an alien. Oh, was that a glitch? <laughs> all right. Well, um, thank you guys for um, hopping all around the world with us mm-hmm. this year. Us pretty, pretty girls. And thank you to Gravity Blanket for sponsoring this episode. I am so excited to kick Brad out of my apartment so that I can go to sleep. Yeah, that's um. I... <laughs> that was a very Britney response He's of me. Made it very clear. <laughs> Yes, thank you, Gravity, for sponsoring us and um, lessening our gay anxiety. That is really true, though. It literally is true. Until then, I guess we'll have to snuggle up in our gravity blanket. No, we should get food. Oh, yeah, let's get food. Yeah, let's get food. Okay. And for you guys listening at home, <laughs> keep eating. Keep eating. Um, we will see you soon. See you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.